everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sideways in Time. As always, I am your co-host, Lucha Chris. Bones in the background, you can hear him barking all episode long. And of course, over here to this side of me is a guy who has a eye tube. And also, um, no more stitches. And also, a very well-groomed beard. And also sexy specs and also <laughs> and also a hat with a with a baseball persuasion patriot pat everybody everyone cheer cheer for pat yeah you, you do so well on yours and then you get to me and i don't know what it is i don't know i, I like to i like to show you off man i'm yeah I, i'm wearing the ball cap today and holy shit i look I look a lot older with it. <laughs> look, I like to I say just, it's more distinguished. Gonna have to start telling kids to get off my lawn and shit. <laughs> you don't even really have a lawn. No, no. Get off my dirt patch. Get off my driveway sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up? How you doing? No, not a whole lot. No, uh, things finally calmed down because you know after holidays, so. Must be nice. Kind of chill. Um, but it sucks. First few days, I was still in that go, go, go mode. Yeah. So, like, we were dead as fuck, but I still felt like I, you know, was, you know, getting pulled in 50 different directions. Took a little bit to calm down from that. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it's cool. I'm cross training in another department this week and next week. And, oh. uh, uh, you know, just, just for fun, just another feather in the cap. And, um, so what I did on my way out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and fucking uh other than that uh yeah exciting and yeah, exciting i've <laughs> been watching rockford files uh, oh. and playing the witcher 3 um yeah i've been thinking about picking witcher 3 back up i never finished it but it's a long i never played game. one never played one or two i didn't either um yeah, I tried to, and the controls were just so fucking complex and such a pain in the ass. And I'm sorry, if that's your thing, that's cool. That is not my thing. I, I sit down to play a game for fun and enjoyment. Yeah. I'll put that motherfucker on easy mode. I've been playing games longer than most of you motherfuckers have been alive. I don't give a <laughs> shit if you're like, you're not a real gamer. Fuck you. Yes, I am. I, I started on fucking Pong, okay? My you, first you, system was the Atari 2600. So don't come at me with a, you're not a real gamer. No, I do it for fucking enjoyment. So you know what makes I put a that real shit gamer? on easy. Yeah, I don't want to do 74 button combinations and joystick combinations to set a trap on the ground. You, you know, know what makes a good gamer? A real what? gamer? Uh, somebody who plays video games. Yes, yes, that's yeah, it. Yes, that's I don't. I don't give a shit what you play on either. You play on your fucking phone. You play on your PC, PlayStation, Xbox. Fucking. Just I don't give a shit. You still rocking the N sixty four? Go right the fuck ahead. You're. You know. I don't give a shit. Let people enjoy themselves, everyone. Mm -hmm. Just let me enjoy my. Let fun. everybody enjoy somebody. So or, or some things, games. No, or or somebody. Or somebody. I mean, you know, hey. Some yeah. People like to play games with people. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of games, uh, before we get into that, actually, um, again, as always, <laughs> thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, everybody. Our, 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 you know, we like you for doing it. Um, dog, fuck dog, fuck dog. It's going to be an interesting episode because it's funny. There's not going to be a lot of AEW talk. Um, 
and that's not a bad thing. Really, I think it's kind of a good thing because no matter what, if we talk about AEW, we're probably going to have something really good to say. Um, but this isn't necessarily a knock on who we are going to be talking about. So the majority of the episode towards the end is going to be um, obviously this forbidden door business that uh, WWE is kind of slowly dumping on us. Um, we're also going to talk about some other wrestling news involving MLW and a lawsuit that is uh, – jumping around yeah. their business um this was you hit me up with that and it's it's interesting stuff it is it's a it's a really it's an interesting scenario uh but we'll get into more details about that here in a little bit but before we do um being that uh patrick and myself are are lifelong gamers um and things like that i think 2021 actually had a pretty sweet year for gaming um actually throughout this whole pandemic so far i think conveniently so uh gaming has been a big a, a much bigger deal than it has been uh in previous years and i felt like maybe it would be uh kind of cool to go over 2021's um top 10 games of the year uh obviously this is coming from another source this is actually coming from ing or ign i'm sorry um any of the articles and stuff, I'm, I'm going to start doing this. I'm surprised I haven't done it before. Uh, I'm going to have the links to these articles in the description of the Anchor and uh, YouTube. So if you want to actually see what where we're getting this information from, you can jump over to those links and kind of follow along with us if you want. Um, but yeah, like I said, this one's coming from, uh, from IGN, which is one of my go-to sources for video game news and, and whatnot. Um, and I'm just going to kind of scroll through the list. We'll, we'll hit on some of them. We'll, we'll pass on some of them. Uh, some of these are definitely on my top 10 of 2022 or 2021. Uh, others I've never heard of or even played. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to go through them real quick. Uh, the first one they have on the list here is uh, Forza Horizon 5. I, I've always heard amazing things about these games and i love racing games but i've never actually played any of this franchise um but i feel like they're usually on every almost every anytime they have a, a new title it ends up on the top 10 list uh i don't know if you ever got into this one or not but uh, no but my son did my son was hey, he kind of dabbled in racing games then he started playing forza and he ended up buying the fucking steering wheel and everything. Nice. And the nice thing about Forza is if you have Game Pass, it drops on Game Pass day one. Um, nice. So, yeah, uh, I, I played a little bit of it. I'm, I'm not a racing guy. Um, and uh, uh, it was beautiful, gorgeous game. I mean, you know. They, it, they've been that way the, forever, it seems like. Yeah, the last one I played might have been on the – is on the Xbox One, and even that was still absolutely stunning. And that uh, shit, I think that was on a 720p TV. But you know, I could, you know, I never played one on 4K graphics. Might fire it up just to check it out. Might as well, just just to be stunned by the uh, the environment and you know the graphics of the environments and all that kind of stuff. Just yeah, I'll, I'll drive like an old man. <laughs> and that that's an, have my that turn an signal Xbox on. Exclusive? Yeah, Forza is. Yeah, because uh, that's the and then uh, uh, shit. I forget what the PlayStation One is. Uh, Gran Torino. 
Gran Turismo. Gran Turino is the Clint Eastwood movie. Get off my lawn. See, you're going right back in the circle. Damn, dude. You weren't lying. You gotta get your fucking cowboy hat, bud. You're getting old. <laughs> I can't take this shit. Uh so and, all right, there we go. There we Fuck go. It. All right. Now he's got his he's got his patriotic cowboy hat on. All right. Uh now that we're back in character. Um another one that kind of surprised me because I remember hearing a lot of hype on this game, but I haven't really heard many of my my uh friends or peers talk about it much. Um, but it's pretty it's ranked pretty high on the list. Um, Deathloop, which was kind of it just kind of came out of nowhere in my opinion i feel like it it didn't get a lot of hype it, i mean it did and it didn't i don't know i heard about it but that's because i dig into these things you know i watch a lot of the youtube channels where they're like before you buys and all that kind of stuff i watch them all even if i don't think i'd ever play it but uh yeah i mean it's it's apparently one of the more fascinating games to come out of 2021 um because of its weird like design like it's its world is powered by like a cycling time loop and so you can either choose to hunt down your eight targets guns blazing or you can go in using stealth uh i don't know i don't know a whole lot about it but i do remember hearing about it i didn't even think it was out yet but yet it's on 2021's uh top 10 game list of the year so um, yeah from from what i heard it's a playstation Exclusive, yep. but it's coming to Xbox this year. Okay. Um, and it's made by Arcane Studios, which made the Dishonored uh, series. Nice. And Dishonored uh, or Arcane is run by Bethesda, which Xbox owns Bethesda now. Right. So, yeah, that's why it's coming. But if you like the art style of the uh, Dishonored, um, yeah, those games were are just absolutely stunning. Fantastic. Yeah, uh, and, and speaking of, uh, uh, I lost what I was saying. So anyway, um, next on the list, that was very insightful information I just gave you guys. Um, Halo Infinite, uh, which I know you're an Xbox guy. Um, I played bits and pieces of Halo throughout its lifespan, um, but I was never an Xbox guy. So anytime I ever played it was with a friend who had an Xbox. Um, but from what I hear, it's fucking great. The open world addition um, to the story is either hit or miss, I guess, with most people. Either they love it because it's, you know, obviously it's a, it makes it a completely new environment. Or they hate it because the market is saturated with open world first person shooters right now. Mm -hmm. um, I've heard it compared a lot to like the Far Cry games based on how it's played. Because it's go to this place, wipe out the their regime take over the place move on to the next place you know um but then i also heard that the online multiplayer is pretty pretty fucking amazing um which is free and i can play it on pc i guess if i really wanted to uh have you played this at all i haven't played it i'm not a huge halo guy i'll, I'll check it out just from the hype but uh i played three and odst were the only two that i've completed um and uh yeah i might uh, uh play guardians too i yeah we'll see yeah yeah i mean it's always been interesting to me but really the only time the only version of it i've ever played has been 
either online or like back in the day with land parties, you know, mm-hmm. playing playing against each other. Um, I never really played much of the story, so I know there's like some really deep lore that everybody really loves about the game and 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 with Master Chief and all that kind of stuff, and with the show coming out, um, you know, I I know there's a lot of hype surrounding this game. I've heard more good than bad. I think, uh, one of my one of my managers at at work is obsessed with Halo, obsessed with Halo. Uh, so he's been doing nothing but talk about uh, parts of the game that I don't have a fucking clue about because I never played them. Um, uh huh. But uh-huh. I'm excited for yeah, exactly. I'm excited for anybody who's actually stoked for this game though, because it is a. I mean, the series has been around for what almost twenty years. Uh, yeah, uh, over twenty years because. I think it came out when the first Xbox launched in 01 or early 02 or whenever it was late 01 or early 02. So yeah, 20 years. Crazy. Um, late 01. Yeah. This one's really exciting for me because I've been a fan of this franchise since the very beginning. Uh, Hitman three is on this list. And honestly, from the reboot Hitman one, two, and now this one, this i don't know if i could i could fucking mark out on the hitman series for an entire podcast like yeah it's one of those franchises that pretty much just gives you the same thing over and over again but tweaks just enough to make it fresh but this game is fantastic it's stunning to look at like even within that first level where you you fly in onto the side of this building this giant size skyscraper in uh india or wherever it is and you're just looking out at the like sky. You're above the clouds almost. Like it, it, this game is amazing. Uh, all of the, I mean, it like I said, it's a Hitman game, so more of the same that you would expect. But it's just the series is just so good. Um, and again, I've been a huge mark for this game since the very first game. I love I love Hitman. My problem is I tried playing the reboot, the Hitman one, and I can't get through the training. Really? <laughs> the very first mission where the training sim on the yacht, I can't get yeah. past that. And I think we own all three Hitmans. I think my son has bought them the new and ones. we game share. But I can't go to the other ones until I do that. It, it's something I'll download and I'll try. And I don't know. I have no idea why. It, it's just that first level is such pain in the ass to me. But... <laughs> It, well, and it pissed me off too because I fucking I love the Hitman games. I think Blood Money, Blood Money is my absolute favorite. Yeah, yeah, that I, that the one was just best. insane. Yep, I agree. That was my that that's the one. Like I played the other ones, but that's the one that really was like, okay, this mm-hmm. game this game has a piece of my heart now. Uh, I've played I've played Blood Money over and over and over and over. Like it, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. They had it as a free game on Games with Gold, so I downloaded it. So you know, I can play whenever I want now. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So, anyways, um, IO Interactive, fucking pristine when it comes to these games. They know what they're doing with these games. And again, it's another franchise that's been around for over twenty years. If and matter of fact, probably well over twenty years. It's probably been like twenty five years. Uh, Hitman Two. I remember playing in the uh, the MWR room. That's morale, welfare, and recreation. Uh, yeah. But I checked out a PS2 and Hitman 2 from the counter at the MWR in, in Abu Ghraib, Iraq. 
and fucking hooked that shit up to because you know that was like the only game to play that was my first time playing it man and i think i played it for like seven hours straight you know i'd hop out and have a cigarette or you know go pee or whatever but i was in that um because i worked nights so my days off were you know i was up all night and everybody else is fucking sleep so you know i had the fucking place to myself pretty much me and the dude running the place um yeah uh so yeah that was my first exposure to hitman and, and yeah that was well that was 04 but that was shit fucking uh it was ps2 and goddamn uh it was out for a while by the time and, you know we got it so yeah man those games are awesome and, and i will follow them into oblivion i don't care if they they're, put out a bad game i'm gonna like it they're just silly fun and then well i mean it's not silly fun it's it's you know actually kind of brutal and serious yeah. and, so, uh, and like you know when you get into the story and stuff it's a it's interesting the lore behind agent 47 uh-huh. but even you know when you see like the different ways it'll tell you different ways to do a thing and you're like well i'm going to try this one and when when it actually works you're like oh fuck. like you actually accomplish something you're like fuck yeah you know and that's the thing with the replayability of those games too like there's literally mm-hmm. and the, the the newer the franchise has gotten they've made sure to emphasize all the just so many ways to accomplish your goals you know you can you can finish a, a, a level 15 different ways if you want to um, and, prob- and the thing i like is guns blazing you know 99 times out of 100 never works yeah even if it does it just doesn't it's not i'm not i like stealth games i am a fan of stealth games i'm not a fucking giant stealth game nerd but when it comes to the way they set hitman's gameplay up there there's it's just so good and it's rewards you Mm-hmm. doing things not their way but in some of the scenarios that they set up for you so and they promote you to be creative on how mm-hmm. to make these kills because going in guns blazing sure you can if you're a nine-year-old kid and you don't really have the patience to sneak around and, and set up all these traps and stuff like that that's fine just go in and kill everybody and get through the mission but the more ways like just the idea that you get you get like xp and get points for picking up every item in the level just having it in your possession and setting it back down like you get points for that if you start with your suit on in the in the game but you go through and you wear all the other disguises but then leave the level with your suit back on you get points for that like just all the different combinations of ways to get through the levels and to earn points at the end of the level it's just super creative and it and it and it entices you to be creative with how you play the game and i really fucking love that about it um it's another game that i heard of i literally know nothing about uh so hopefully i'll, I'll let you rattle this off and maybe the next one i'm gonna be right back okay so i got nothing on these two yeah i don't either um so inscription although i will say it looks really fucking cool um inscription i wish it told me what platforms they were on uh one of the other articles i was watching did uh say what platforms are on hopefully if you, if any of you guys and and gals uh are listening and have any extra extra information or you want to mark out on any of these games feel free jump in the comments uh on twitter at 
podcast kind of obviously at lucha chris tv at patriot pat underscore 1776 um in the youtube comments when it finally airs uh let us know what you guys think about these games because like i said some of these i'm not as familiar with especially when it comes to the xbox exclusive games because like i said before i don't have xbox uh i have a pc and ps4 and a switch which i i love all three uh but yeah so inscription um says that some game developers want to make you feel powerful others want you to feel smart uh this one seems to aim for a different more specific feeling uh sort of a slack jawed wonder it says um like the one man developers previous games that's pretty uh impressive uh inscription hides what is what it is for quite oh okay yeah i need to stop trying to read this straight off the thing um so apparently this game is is very creative and a very uh different play style um quite a few like escape room puzzles there's like uh a combo of that with like a creepy delivery um kind of got this cartoony vibe but yeah just it it seems like it's going to be something that's really uh just really weird and and kind of off the wall from normal games i'm not gonna lie now that i'm actually kind of looking at this and reading through it i'm actually really intrigued now um Where are we on? In, uh, inscription oh okay it looks awesome uh i just don't know i just don't know anything about it yet which i'm kind of like i said i'm kind of surprised i haven't heard much about this one yet because it looks like something that's right up my alley um this one i have heard a ton about and i actually really 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 want to play this game for a lot of reasons um so the creators i forget the name of what's the name of that the jail that jailbreak game where you have to play with oh uh, no way out so this or was, a way a way out a way out so this was created if i'm not mistaken by that same developer um mm. which makes sense because it's the way the gameplay is set out so it takes two i think if i'm not mistaken took like all of the top awards of 2021 really? yeah um so similar concept so it's a two-player co-op only adventure so you can't play solo you have to play co-op um and it's got this story that it's these parents that are in the middle of a divorce who get trapped in their daughter's toys and have to find their way to their bodies to go back to normal and it's just like really intense storytelling um on top of this co-op puzzle based third person shooter 3d dragon crawler rpg style game um that you have to play co-op which is interesting especially tied with the story because that's the whole point you have to work together to get to a conclusion of some kind and uh I think those two combinations between that story and the gameplay is actually really smart and creative. Um, yeah, I think it, let's see, one of the best games in 2021, but probably one of the greatest, if not the greatest cooperative games ever made. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I love the art style too. And I've been, I've been, you know, pretty open about the idea that I'm a huge fan of the game. I don't, I think it's only on PC. Maybe it's on Xbox. Uh, it's called grounded which is basically it's on xbox is it okay 
so yeah it's basically honey i shrunk the kids first person cartoon game where you're stuck in this giant backyard and so that's a similar art style to what they are since they're trapped in these two toys you know every the world is massive um and i love that concept there's also another one coming out called small world um that has a very similar take to grounded that i'm i'm really looking forward to uh another one moving on to uh one of nintendo's only only exclusive games metroid dread which i have heard is fantastic uh metroid has had some hit or miss games throughout its history um one of my favorites was uh it was on switch metroid prime I think it's what it was called. It was like the first person shooter version of it. Super fun. Uh, they've tried some other things since then, and it hasn't really worked as well as I think they've wanted it to, but this one's kind of taken it back to its roots. It's got a new art style and it's kind of got this 3d atmosphere, but it's back to being kind of the side scroller platformer. Um, and I have heard amazing things about this game. Um, yeah, I don't, I, you, you don't have a switch do you. You don't have Nintendo. Nope. I think so. uh yeah anyways i it makes sense it's on this list i've seen some footage of it um and some of the channels that i watch on youtube have talked quite a bit about it and it looks really cool i'm honestly tempted to buy it but my problem with nintendo it's not really even a problem it's more of a nitpick is that even their like you know with playstation xbox P, xbox pc like even triple a titles that have kind of not to say this one has but AAA titles that have kind of lost their oomph end up on sale or at least lowering in price a little bit a couple years <laughs> after they're released. Nintendo says, fuck y'all. Uh, even our oldest, shittiest game is going to be full price, um, which is kind of aggravating, to be honest, because I spend money on their online service and I do all that kind of stuff. And I, I dump a lot of money into my Switch and it's really hard to buy new games because they never come down in price. And I'm kind of cheap like that with games. I'd rather wait a little while and find it when it's like $20 cheaper. Um, some games is a complete different story, but I would really love to play this game. I'm just not going to pay 60 bucks for it. Um, so hopefully it comes down to price a little bit. Uh, Ratchet and Clank, Riff Apart. I never played any of these games. Me neither. Alive. They always look really fun. Um, I've heard a lot about this one because apparently... You know, obviously with the PS5's hardware, um, it, it makes it that much cooler looking of a game, but also uh, just the idea that they've changed it to where there's portals that transport them to entirely different versions and planets without skipping a beat. So, like, all these four characters can jump in and out of these different, like, dimensions of the game, um, which adds a new spin to it, clearly. Uh, I'm going to go to the next one though. Cause again, I don't know a whole lot about it. Resident evil village, obviously, uh, has made it to the top 10 list. I did not play village yet and I will be playing it soon, but if, if it plays, I heard it's, it's resident evil seven, but with resident evil fours vibe, um, which resident evil four is my favorite resident evil game of all time uh five is pretty dope too though not gonna lie and then seven was fantastic because it brought it back to being terrifying 
with the first person atmosphere being stuck in those short little or skinny corridors and the way the villains and the and the story was set up was fantastic this one obviously takes it to a whole nother level with like vampires and werewolves and witches and stuff like that um i'm pretty stoked to play this one i know i'm i'm a little behind but it's a big game and i have shit internet so it would take me like at least two weeks to download this game uh you get into the resident evil games at all uh the last one i played uh was the one where that was in africa that is five okay uh i I played for an hour or two um i don't know i just i played one and two and and then beyond that uh uh, right yeah i'm just and which is weird because zombies that's that's my thing like that's my horror yeah genre you know of choice but i don't know i don't know they just they never really got me are you into horror Uh, games huh are you into horror games man not really i've tried a few i tried like outlast and uh those are crazy um uh, a couple of others and i'll play for a little while and i'm just like eh, yeah you ever get a wild hair up your ass to play seven that game is nuts (laughs) seven yeah, it's the first one that they did where it was first person. and Oh, Resident Evil 7. Yeah. Uh, well, 7, then there was 7, the game 7. Or no, that was 13. Never mind. If they made a game out after 7, that would have been really boring. Yeah, that's what I was like. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, anyways, apparently there's been nothing but good talk. Obviously, there's some nitpicks about um, Resident Evil Village, but all in all, I've heard nothing but great things, which is why I'm pretty sure this one was really extremely high on most people's lists for this year or for last year. Um, another one called Returnal. I think I'm saying that right. Uh, yeah. I don't have one clue anything about this game. Never heard of it. Uh, what I had heard about this game is it looks it's, cool. it's supposed to be super Dead Souls challenging. Dark Souls. Dark Souls. Souls. It's supposed yeah, to be like yeah. just just really, really, really hard. Um and uh if that's your thing, that's cool. My brother-in-law absolutely loves the Dark Souls game. Uh once again I tried it and I was like, it's not fun for me. I couldn't even get out of the castle it's so of the first one. Yeah, so and if that's your thing, fine. Like he loves to get a game, fire it up on nightmare ultra death apocalyptic mode, and then cuss everything and throw controllers against the wall. And you know, I mean he's a single dude, so you know, he could bust his controllers up and buy a new one. So that's his thing. That's cool. Mine, I'll put it on e- easy sometimes, like if it's an Assassin's Creed game or Far Cry that I've played a bunch of, yeah. I'll bump it up to normal. You know, if I'm feeling a little frosty. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, I've, I fired up Dark Souls now. It's like, yeah, nope. <laughs> yeah. I I want to try to play it one of these days. I have a friend of mine that plays a lot of all of the, like, all of the spinoffs and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, but I doubt it. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, so, so that's what I heard Returnal is, you know, that kind that kind of challenging. Gotcha. It looks like it's more of like, it'd be like Dead Souls in space or uh, whatever. Yeah, Dark Dark Souls Dark in Souls. space. Yeah. 
Um, I, heard, I heard a lot of good things about the, the Guardians of the Galaxy game. Oh, yeah, me too. I've actually, they, it's one on everybody's like surprising list. Like, yeah, so I might, surprised. I might, uh, if it go you know, if they have it on a decent sale, I might pick it up. Yeah, they'll it'll um, definitely go on sale probably within the next few months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Xbox normally does, they'll do a Christmas sale and they'll do like a spring break sale and then right. a summer sale. So, yeah, I, mean, I got enough how, to play. Until then, so I got uh so first of all, I got and then we'll we'll move on because I forgot to hit my timer, so I have no idea how long we've been talking. Um so I bought a two terabyte external hard drive for my PS4 because I have one of the first PS4s and the hard drive is whatever tiny. Um so I can only have like four games on there at a time. So I bought a two terabyte. Now I've got like 30 games downloaded. Um but on steam they had one of those massive sales just recently for the pc obviously and uh i got it's the only reason i bought it and i'm gonna try to download it probably here within the next couple weeks and see how it plays out but i was so hyped for cyberpunk 2077 and then you know we all know if you're a gamer you're well aware of the story behind that but i've watched a lot of videos of people playing it on pc since its release and since they've patched quite a bit of things and it's still not perfect which i didn't expect it to be but it was enough for me to buy it on sale i think it was like 19 dollars or something like oh, that yeah no uh, i would have maybe i would have probably still considered it for 30 bucks but there's no way i could justify spending full price on a game that has still kind of broken technically from what i understand um I think you you'd be a complete idiot if you tried to buy it on console or at least on PS4, because um, even with those patches, it still looks like shit. And it it you know unless you're just desperate to play it and you don't care, by all means, it's the same. My the son, <laughs> my son got it day one on the Xbox, um, and he he was able to beat it. And he said, he was like, oh, it's glitchy, but some of the glitches were funny. Like he said, yeah, he'd right. be driving and he would bump a guardrail and launch into space, yep. <laughs> you know, because the physics were so fucked up. Um, but uh, I'll try it. I mean, you know, I think they worked out most of the bugs on the Xbox too. So that's another one. If it goes cheap, I'll buy it. Or if they throw it on Game Pass, I'll play it. Right. Yeah. And that, like I said, that's the only reason I bought it is because it was on sale and I want to play it like really bad. Like that's, I love that. Uh, futuristic neon noir style cyberpunk thing like i love that atmosphere so i'm gonna try it out as a matter of fact i've got dead by daylight re-downloading on my ps4 right now so once that's done downloading i'll probably set my computer up to download that for uh at least five six seven days um now what what games are you looking forward to in 2022 that you know man uh i'd have to look up a list real quick because i I'm not a hundred percent sure on what's actually coming out, but let's see. Well, while you look that up, I'm going to give mine. I got two. One of them is uh, a Plague Tale Requiem. Oh, oh yeah, that looks awesome, actually. Oh, uh, if you yeah, if you if you haven't played a Plague Tale yet, fucking play it. If you have Xbox Game Pass, it's on there. I think it's on there. Uh and it is. It's fun. But that and then Bethesda's new uh, IP, Starfield. Uh, that's going to be, you know, Elder Scrolls Fallout in space. Oh, God damn, I can't wait for that shit. That's um, kinda, did you play Oblivion? Oh, fuck yeah, that was my first foray into it, and yeah. 
or wait, not uh, not, not Oblivion. What's the no out Outer Worlds? Yeah, I played Outer Worlds. That was fun. I feel like there should have been more. There could have been a little bit more to it. Yeah, I felt like it was a it was a lot of fun though. It was funny as they, hell. They have the two uh, expansions on sale right now on Xbox. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking Ooh. about buying them. Yeah, you could. Buy, I think the season pass is twenty bucks. So I'm thinking, you know, I might pick it up. PlayStation as well. I have to check that out. So um, I don't know. Why yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say yeah, because uh, that was made by Obsidian, right? Um, the people that made Fallout New Vegas and uh, I love the original Vegas. people behind Fallout. So yeah, uh, if you liked Fallout New Vegas, you'll you'll and you like space, yeah. you'll love Outer Worlds. It's it's really good, but yeah, should have been longer. Could have been a lot longer. I agree. Um, so I so I forgot. Like just because off off the top of my head, I wasn't really thinking about it, but there is a lot of games I'm looking forward to this year. <laughs> um, and I just wasn't thinking of them off the top of my head. So I'm just going to sh- shoot through them. I'm not even going to really yeah. talk much detail so we can move on. But uh, the new horizon forbidden, forbidden, forbidden West. So the horizon zero dawn, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. PlayStation exclusive, but um super fucking dope game and the new one looks great uh god of war ragnarok looks great it looks more like a giant expansion than an actual new game either way I, i'm for it uh <laughs> breath of the wild 2 i don't care what it looks like i haven't even seen any footage for it i'm getting it here uh, take my money yep that's one of those real quick uh gotham knights there i know there's not a lot on it yet oh yeah really interesting um and then there's a few other ones but most of all and i hope i'm not burning myself i pre-ordered this game four times in the last couple years because every time i would pre-order it they would take it down and postpone it and then you would get a pre-order and then they would take it down and postpone it and now there is a final fucking date for it and i'm hoping that we still get it and i'm hoping that it all this time spent fixing whatever it was they were working on in this game before it's release doesn't burn us all in our fucking buttholes but dying light 2 i am forgot about so, that so fucking stoked for this game because the me too is, oh my god i can't believe i forgot that and that's next month yep yeah it's a uh, february let me see february 4th 22nd so we're almost oh, Val- valentine's yeah. day yeah so and xbox one xbox series xs pc ps4 and ps5 um it's my most hyped and anticipated game of the year yeah the original dying light i I just played that still stands up i I just i just played that a year or two ago um and i couldn't believe how amazing it was you know the story's uh, kind of convoluted and some of the there's some nitpicks but gameplay wise it's fucking awesome mm-hmm. fucking awesome i love and that game. The, i remember the dialogue for the main character who, whoever wrote that they wrote really really natural yeah dialogue yeah he's, yeah, he's a real yeah i agree um, you know and, and the voice actor did a great job with emotion it wasn't like oh look a zombie he's just like what the fuck yeah yeah, yeah it was pretty <laughs> it, good, it was man. it was more realistic um, just a couple honorable mentions, possibly. I'm kind of excited to see how Marvel's Midnight Suns turns out. Uh, that one looks pretty cool. Um, also, what? Where was it? Uh, oh, Evil Dead: The Game. Uh, yeah. Oh. Please. Yep. 
Yep, want it. I want it real bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of other games. Apparently, there's a Metal Slug game, Tactics, <laughs> Blood Bowl 3. Is That's kind of interesting. I haven't heard of Blood Bowl since. Oh, and then Arc 2, which came out of nowhere. I think it just got just got like a little announcement over that uh whatever that new convention is um that new tech convention but uh yeah they announced arc 2 which is arc survival the mm-hmm. yeah i played the dinosaur yeah yeah but yeah so yeah anyway, my son plays a fuck out of that i i i used to and then i the people i was playing with stopped playing so i just kind of got out of it cuz it's really fucking hard actually but so yeah, anyways, that was gaming news. I think I spent a little bit more time than I wanted to on that because I didn't hit my goddamn timer. So, and the timer on our on our Zoom call says it's been an hour, but that's a, an hour since I turned on the video, which was before Patrick even joined. So, we're not quite there. But anyway, let's uh let's fly forward a little bit. We wanted to talk about the MLW news that we mentioned at the beginning of the show. Have you did you read into this quite a bit yet? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I read what, uh, I think Sean Ross Sapp posted it. Um, yeah. and yeah, MLW is, is, uh, suing WWE for basically strong arming and monopolizing. And, uh, yeah, like the deal they had with vice, there were people from WWE that were talking to vice saying, you don't want to do this. Um, they had a deal with like the, what was it? A streaming deal that they would have had that, uh, they got strong armed out of allegedly by people at WWE and court Bauer, uh, the guy that runs MLW, this last one, the streaming thing that was going to be a pretty lucrative, of course, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, it would have given them a big uh, injection of cash that, you know, People he don't... finally just said, fuck it. And yeah, he brought a lawsuit against WWE. And I, I want to see how this plays out. Um, yeah, I'm worried. Um, but depending on the actual details, you know, that obviously we don't have much of. Um, I mean, if the WWE is really illegally tampering with negotiations with vice and things like that maybe they have some legs on this on this lawsuit mm-hmm. i don't think somebody like mlw who no offense i love him and i absolutely love mlw i don't think somebody on their level would go to this level of suing a monster like wwe if they didn't think they had play yeah um i i agree yeah, if yeah, I, I'm sure there were there were meetings, and you know those lawyers said, you know, we got something. They said court, we can go to court. I wrote that joke last night. I was waiting, <laughs> waiting, waiting, and you know what? It sounded just as bad out loud as it did in my head. <laughs> you want to say it again? No. Uh... You want to court? We can take this to court. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, anyway. Well, anyway. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys can hear that. Okay, so, um, and that's the thing, especially when it comes to the streaming service. Like, people don't, I don't think a lot of people realize, unless they're a fan, obviously, like, and have been a fan, MLW's been around for 
a while, like actually quite a long time. Like uh, about as long as Ring of Honor. Yeah. Uh, I think they started in 2005. Somewhere in there. But Dusty, Dusty was a part of MLW. You know, yep. CM yep. Punk, uh, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah, yeah CM Punk yeah, was. He was. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of alumni from MLW because MLW picked up some of the more, like, you know, the ECW pieces. And, you know, they incorporated a lot of the Lucha Libre. And and, and then when, but now, obviously, with Lucha Underground being gone and they're now doing the, the uh, Azteca, Azteca Underground. And, and so they really kind of like, they're like a fan service wrestling promotion where they're like, you know what, these are little niches that, that people love. Let's throw them all in in what we're doing. Um, and they also have some great talent. And they, they have some great homegrown talent, you know, talent that didn't really do much before MLW. I mean, look at, like, Hammerstone. Mm-hmm. The, the dude, I, you know, I'm surprised nobody's tried to swoop him up yet, you know. They've got he the, looks, the Von he, Eric kids, you know. Yeah. They, they, uh, Tom Lawler, like, who's – he's a, he's a good wrestler, but he kind of sucks otherwise, in my opinion. Shit, fucking uh, the judge – Right. Yeah. I mean, they, uh, they, they've got a great roster. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how that goes um, with with all with as news comes. We'll try to uh, try to update you on what's going on with that. But, yeah, I mean. Like I said, it takes big balls. And what my brother was even saying yesterday is that they, you know, quite possibly settle. You know, WWE would rather settle in court than be beaten in court. Well, um, I mean, they they made in one quarter two hundred fifty million. So, you know, they could amidst all the budget cuts, uh, yeah, they could they could hand MLW so uh, a, a, you know buckets or bags of cash. Right. Yeah, they could, and and either way, hopefully it 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 helps MLW. Like if they, if all this is actually the gospel, you know, of of what's going on, but. This says that, and then we'll move on again. Um, but it says basically that MLW uh, made a complaint that in early 2001, after MLW announced that it was in talks with Vice TV to air MLW programming on Vice TV, WW, a WWE executive warned, it says a then WWE executive warned Vice TV that the owner, Vince McMahon, was quote unquote pissed that Vice Vice TV was airing MLW programs and that Vice TV should stop working with MLW. The Vice TV executive responded WWE's contact was or conduct was illegal um, and a antitrust violation. With the WWE executive responding that she could not control McMahon. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. And like I said, hopefully it doesn't hurt either company. Hopefully whatever comes out of it is good for MLW, obviously. And there's not going to be much that's going to hurt WWE at this point, especially not a lawsuit like this. It's not against their character or anything stupid. So, you know, good luck. Uh, and, and you know, good on MLW for trying to get what's theirs, if that's the case. Yeah. I, I wonder I, – I just hit me i wonder if this is somebody that was recently released um one of the executive that that like was like holding on to this and they were like you know what all right fuck it <laughs> um and uh you know if there is if it's just my word against your word i don't know you know i think 
you know, and I mean, I'm about as much a legal scholar as I am you know, a fucking wrestling scholar. Right. So, uh, cause you've heard me talk about wrestling, you know, I don't know no shit. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think that they, they have to have something concrete. It's gotta be more than just, well, I heard this and I said this, you know, there's gotta be a memo right. or email or fucking. There's obviously more to it than we're not going to get to see anytime too soon while all this is happening. But again, as it, as it progresses, we'll, uh, we'll see if we can't update you guys a little bit on what's going on with that. Cause it's interesting. And if nothing else, just them being in the news with the WWE's name attached to it, it's just going to bring attention to them either way. So. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's all good things. Um, and then moving on to the the uh, headliner of the evening. <clears throat> um, big, big news. And honestly, the more I think about it, the more I let it marinate, the more it is kind of exciting. It, I don't know why it wouldn't be. But to start this off, though, obviously we're talking about WWE bringing in the knockout, the Impact Knockouts champion, um, Mickey James who was just recently released last year by WWE into this year's Royal Rumble in St. Louis, um, which is crazy to see Impact and WWE both adding each other on Twitter, advertising the Royal Rumble. And apparently it was brought up also on Impact. So um, actually, actually um, WWE didn't add Impact Wrestling. No, no, they said Impact and added Mickey James. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Everybody else is playing fair, but they don't want to add. Yeah. That's true. Um, one thing I wanted to mention before we get into the details of that is that just for any of the naysayers or anybody who's, you know, saying that this is some new concept for the WWE, if you really want to dig down and do your history, WWE has been working with other wrestling promotions like mm-hmm. entire lifespan. Mm-hmm. W- or ECW wouldn't have survived anywhere near as long as it did had they not partnered up with WWE in the, or in the late 90s, mid-90s, because they were, you know, ECW was getting paychecks from WWE to keep them alive so that they could work the angle they were working that was like the, the, the original invasion uh, that they did in the late 90s on the old Raw set, the old ROW or REW set days. Uh, you know, they, they worked with all Japan. They worked with WCW a little bit, you know, they worked with um, uh, other s- much smaller promotions to bring talent up much like they do now. Um, they worked so- with, uh, if you watch the early Royal Rumbles, um, they had, they brought in guys from all Japan, new Japan, uh, Mexico, they brought Carlos Colon who runs the promotion in Puerto Rico, Yep, you know, they have been doing this a long time, but it's never, it's never been long term. I think the ECW one was about the longest term. They had okay, they had the NWA yeah. North American Championship match on Raw. Uh, yeah. It was Jeff Jarrett versus uh, Barry Windham. Um, so yeah. they've been doing so, it. Yeah, very. Well. They've worked with other promotions, so this isn't like shocking. Uh, That being said, though, based on how things have been in the last 15 years, 20 years, they have not wanted to work with any other companies other than doing what they do, which is bringing great talent out of other promotions into their own, hoarding them or not. Um, And this one is just interesting, mainly because of the person involved 
this first person walking through the WWE, the new forbidden door with the WWE being that Mickey James left and not the best terms, um, you know, with the whole trash bag full of gear, which was the second or third time that it happened to her, um, you know, but good on Mickey James because she knows it's only going to make her and her promotion more vibrant. You know, it's, it's not going to hurt her to do what she's doing. So more power to her. She doesn't have to actually work under the WWE moniker for, for real, unless for, you know, we don't know how this handshake is working yet, but um, to be honest, I think the most exciting thing about this would be what I keep seeing float around that, you know, our truth shows up on. Yes. Impact. And it's like, oh, this ain't WWE. My bad, y'all. Like, I honestly, my bad. The funny thing is, what I had forgotten when my brother was telling me about that is that if you do your history, our truth was one of the staples and pillars of TNA Impact in the original day and the old. Yeah, when they were uh, TNA NWA, he was the first uh, black NWA World Heavyweight Champion in TNA. So, which is Impact. Um, which would be well, he was he was the first he was the first black NWA heavyweight champion. Yeah. Um, because yeah. when when Ron Simmons won it, uh, it was the it was the WC, WCW championship. Right. They didn't have that. They had this. They split from NWA. Right. So yeah, yeah. It's, so and, he's got he's got history, and uh, he was a beast there. If you watch oh, his was. old matches, amazing. Oh, I mean, you know, dude's what seventy five years old, and he looks <laughs> like he's you know. 27 you know yeah so not only would that cameo be hilarious but it would be a nice homecoming because he did start he did Mm -hmm. he blew up in tna um he didn't start there clearly he had a career prior to that but i think he he got his best start in tna and impact um then we also got i mean you know there's nobody outside of the company yet but you know they announced Lita, they announced Mickey James, Kelly Kelly, a bunch of divas, honestly. Charlotte Flair, I guess, is a part of it now, too. Uh, uh, the the, Bella the Bellas, uh, sure, Summer Ray. I'm sure. Oh, uh, uh, Taker's wife, too. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Michelle McCool. Michelle McCool. I, I would assume Beth Phoenix. Uh, yeah. And if you remember correctly, I don't remember if it was last year's or the year before's, but when Beth Phoenix was in it and she lasted longer than anyone and had a giant fucking gash in the back of her head. It was, it was when Edge returned. Oh, yeah, it was, wasn't it? So, yeah, so it was, what, 2020? So it was right before the pandemic. Yeah, it's really weird because she I, uh, she killed it. That like that like She was the highlight of the entire Royal Rumble and for no real reason. Like, there, you know, it was a, a weird, re- it was just a random return and she fucking carried that whole royal rumble that year with yeah. a giant hole in the back of her head she was bleeding out of the back of her head that entire match oh yeah 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 by the time she got thrown out her hair looked like i mean it was, it was like yeah, Becky lynch hair yeah uh so all of that being said what do you think is gonna happen here is because honestly i'm surprised that their handshake with impact is just now being brought up and not long after AEW ended their time with impact, um, which is weird too, because they still kind of have a, a toe in impact yeah, but and, and things like that. If, uh, 
if you if you paid attention this past weekend, I'm wondering if Tony is throwing a little uh, diaper tantrum at Impact because Maybe. Impact had hard to kill their pay per view this weekend, and all of a sudden stuff. out of nowhere, we had the Battle of the Belts on TNT. Yeah, right. And there was no real reason for it, and they promoted the hell out of it. So I'm wondering if Tony was a little, you know, a little pissed at uh, at Impact for, um, and you know, Impact. What did they get out of the relationship? Right. I they mean, really didn't get much. Um, just for a few weeks, they popped the ratings. Yeah, but it was just like, you know, after a while, it was just the Good Brothers showing up on, right, uh, Dynamite and Rampage, and Perfect. you know. It, yeah, yeah, and Christian. I mean that that was that was it. Uh, you know, like Deanna Parazzo and uh, Britt Baker wanted a, a title versus title match and stuff. They were clamoring for it, and yeah. they wouldn't do it and stuff. So, so anyway, so yeah, we have the Battle of the Belts the same night, the same you know, well, and yeah, the same time mm-hmm. as Impact's pay per view is going on. I thought, you know, when I realized that, I thought that was a little shady. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. Um, thing is, I don't think he has any reason to be upset because he kind of started it, you know, not that it was like, he started it, like it's a fight, but he's the one that opened that door, so to speak, you know, no pun intended. So isn't this what all of their talent is asking for anyway? I don't know. I think, I think impact opened the door before. Cause if you look impact has worked with every promotion. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. You know, they were, I, I mean, for, you know, every American promotion, every, you know, shit, they worked in New Japan, they worked with uh, uh, AAA, they, you know, right. uh, so I think, uh, I just think that, because uh, I think Impact was the one that ended the uh, the crossover, that they were like, no, you know, we're not, we're not getting anything out of this. So. Right. Or they um, already had some time set to, to end that partnership yeah you know, we, yeah we don't actually know and and then so it's, i'm wondering if if because this all kind of happened kind of quick yeah. to where you know wwe's like hey okay you know when i get mickey in here and you know is impact so is like weird. impact is like well yeah we'll fucking deal with you because we'll be the first motherfuckers to deal with you you got that show that's all they're doing you know is you know in the promos they're talking their shit about wwe right. well we'll fucking work it so i uh i think i think it boils down to a giant pissing contest between you know just all three of them it's a mexican standoff where they're just pissing on each other trying to you know well and i also wonder too i don't know exactly who who took over impact this last like business wise um you know after the, the 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 dixie carter administration and all that stuff was over with and impact went to what it is now yeah, it's because, a, I know Anthem owns it, but I don't, I don't yeah. know exactly who runs it. I don't know if Scott Demore actually runs it or if he's just... Well, because well, my question is, you know, obviously the WWE had something to do with TNA rights, which had to do with uh, Double J, Jeff Jarrett, mm-hmm. coming over to be inducted in the Hall of Fame, and that whole thing happened. Then they were showing TNA footage with, like, AJ Styles, and they were using things. They were saying TNA. Um, and I know that TNA and impact are now two completely separate things, but I wonder if that partnership still had a little bit of a connection with each other, you know? Um, 
or if there's somewhere like Jeff Jarrett has, you know, still has connections there where he can be like, Hey, they're talking about wanting to do this. Let's try this out. Like I'm intrigued because one now guys like moose are calling out Roman reigns. Yes. That's fucking dope. Oh uh, God. <laughs> just the, so now I'm thinking the crossovers and my brother made a good, uh, like a conspiracy theory, if you will, that, you know, what if, you know, this was all kind of a plan from the get-go, like, you know, what if a lot of the people that were let go the last two years were on purpose so that they could go to places like Impact knowing that they were going to partner up with Impact and they had a place for those people to go to work and still work with some of the talent from WWE but under a different company there there is a little bit of uh I don't know I think it's I don't know I, that's that's too many fucking hoops to jump through I agree there's but... way too many variable because like what you know <laughs> a if if you talk to the people about, hey we're going to release you all and you go to these different companies and then in a couple of years we're going to do an Avengers mashup and right everything. right um, somebody's going to fucking talk, you know, uh, right. you've heard it on different podcasts, telephone, telegraph, telewrestler. Now, and um, this is, this is the other thing. So I think it was hard to kill. Did ring of honor not show up? Yep. At the end, at the end, uh, uh, I forget who it was, uh, uh, PCO and a couple of yeah. other guys. Yeah. So, and, well, and Maria and you know, they're, they're, oh yeah. Mike stuff. Bennett. Right. Some of the staples of Ring of Honor showed up to kind of invade Impact, which means if they're shaking hands with Impact and Impact is shaking hands with Ring of Honor, does that mean WWE is going to start kind of... See, this is the thing, though. It's, it's hard to read into this too much sometimes because we all are well aware of how WWE does business, right? And... Obviously, if they got rid of the NXT that we were used to, that was actually starting to swallow up more established talent from elsewhere instead of building their own talent, which is why I think they got rid of it to begin with. WWE wanted to go back to its roots with NXT and build their own stars, obviously. So I have a feeling personally that this is going to be a short-lived handshake. Yeah. Rightfully so. I don't think it needs to be a long-term thing. I think if anything, if it's long-term, it needs to be hush-hush and happen once a year where they bring in somebody from one side or the other to the other show to pop ratings. But outside of that, I don't think it needs to be something that happens constantly, and I feel like if WWE does this, they're going to overdo it or they're going to underdo it. It's going to be one extreme I, or the other. I think what would be fun, I mean, I honestly, I think this is a one-off. Just Mickey's going in, and it's a one-off. This is all speculation. Obviously, yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, I would love to see a little more. Um, I would love to see Cardona get his comeuppance against somebody in the WWE. I think that would be fun. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's a one off. Uh, I think of any company that they would work well together with, it would be Impact. But if this does work well, who's to say a couple of years down the road they don't have, you know, uh, they don't do something to where they say, hey, we're going to do, uh, you know, a night of fatal four-way matches. Right. 
and it's going to be one person from Impact, one person from uh, WWE, one person from AEW, one person from New Japan. See, yeah, is, who who's who's the one booking this? Well, that's the thing. Uh, if you do it every year, you could ch- you could change it up. Busted Open was talking about it. I think Mark yeah. Henry was saying, "Okay, well, it's a WWE pay per view. We'll front all the money, but we'll give AEW the win this year because we're going to make all the money. So you'll get the shine, you know." And then when yeah. Impact hosts it, they could be, "Well, you know, yeah, we're going to give New Japan the win." So I mean, I think in a perfect world that would be amazing. Yeah, so it, it WWE would be. has anything to say about it, they're going to Hulk Hogan the fuck out of it like they do everything else, where mm-hmm. they bury everybody because WWE is the best. Yeah, they. Which I love when they did theory the, on that though. By the way, I love. Oh, that concept, I, I think but, I think it would be a blast, and if they only did it, you know, once a year, once every five years, have the you know the the super mania clash kingdom right. justice. Whatever. I mean, well, obviously, that should be WrestleMania. And uh, they should make a new brand of a new show of some kind to make that happen. Super yeah. Smash or something. Yeah. And, and um, or if they did it like every four years, you know, like the Olympics, like an election or something like that. Um, you know, or they could do like a, you know, like the G1, right? Have right. the different companies and, you know, right. A block and B block are impact and or A block is impact and AEW, B block is WWE, New Japan. And then, you know, I mean, just just think of the fucking dream matches with that. I mean, could you imagine like, you know, I I knew the uh, of the few uh, New Japan guys I know. Could you imagine like Ishii versus Cesaro? Holy fuck. That would be awesome. Anyone where they'll (laughs) actually give him a chance to be Cesaro. But, but like, you know, fucking uh, just, you know, or uh, shit, I mean, fucking shit, Ishii versus most anybody would be exciting. I, I've only seen the dude a couple of times and, yeah. you know, or I mean, if you look at the, you know, just the the impact and uh, uh, WWE, I mean, yeah, fucking Moose and Roman. Holy shit, that would be awesome. Moose, Moose Roman, and Brock. Moose, Brock, Moose, Moose fucking Lashley. Yeah. Moose, Seth Shit, Rollins, Moose you can have Edge. <laughs> like oh god damn but like you know uh fucking um what's his name uh Chris Saban yeah. Chris Saban you can have a return of Chris Saban versus AJ Styles yeah because yeah. yeah, they're both older they're both more experienced I'm also look wondering at, what the hell they're doing with AJ Styles right now yeah I don't know they, they took mean, him down to 2.0 and now he's just like yeah and rightfully so winning matches over their talent but what then what's the point if he's not getting guys over i i don't know i I, unless they're gonna have that involve something to do with impact it could it could i'm just him him doing that what when when i first heard about it it's like the cm punk treatment you know where he came to AEW. i want to fight all the new guys right nobody's stock has raised because they lost to cm punk I mean, no, if anything, know. he's heightened. He did everything he's trying to do so far. He's heightening these people's names because of his no- notoriety. He knows eh, he's not better than any of these guys. Yeah, yeah. I don't think CM Punk's heightened anybody's name because of who he's faced. I don't. I don't know. I I I'm off the CM Punk train. I'm done with that. So I don't. <laughs> I don't see the shine to him anymore. He's just. He's a grumpy old man who. Uh, 
you know, has it in his contract that he can't lose a match or something, whatever. So he's you. Yeah. Well, I'm undefeated. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't know in what, but I believe I've never you. been pinned. I've never tapped out. Oh, well, in that case, I have, I am not undefeated. So. Yeah. And, and I lost my, first I am match not real bad. I, I am not accepting any challenges. I am, <laughs> I am retired. Yeah. Okay. I'm boy. going to retire undefeated. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because this could, you know, sure. It could just be a one-off with Mickey James and, and, and I think it, but in, if that's the case, why? Because not, and that's not knocking Mickey James. Hall of Fame. Yeah, I guess so. That's the only thing I can think of. To put her in the Hall of Fame. They want. They want. I. I. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a deal to get her in the Hall of Fame, where they're like, "Hey, you know, we want to put you in the Hall of Fame." And and because the dude that sent her the trash bags, they fired right away, and Stephanie apologized and stuff. And whether they knew about it or not, I don't know. Stephanie actually, honestly, off screen, Stephanie seems like a genuine person. She seems like a yeah, but. Uh, so so you know i uh, i'm going to take her at a word where she says oh my gosh you know we didn't know this was happening this is disgusting um and And uh, that would make sense because mickey james is getting to the point where she's around retirement age yeah she's she's a couple years younger than me she's in her early 40s um as far as the wrestling business that goes you know she's been there forever she's been around Mm -hmm. forever so yeah shit what 2003 four somewhere in there um but uh you know, I think this is their way of like, you know, water under the bridge. Hey, we're going to put you in the Hall of Fame and, you know, we'll give you some shine and we'll give Impact some shine because, you know, that's kind of where you made your name. We'll mention their name, but we will not be adding them. Yeah, yeah, which was funny because, you know, I, I did that. I saw a few other people did that. And then I saw yeah. Tommy Dreamer followed my lead. You know, I mean, you know, I'm a trendsetter. You are, man. Yeah, I mean that's it's it's proven. It's it's on the internet. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Bones. If you look at the timestamp. <laughs> so so yeah. Uh, let us know what you guys think about this. Um, any theories you may have, or any information that we may have missed that you uh, that you want to bring to our attention? Because again, when I first heard this, I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. But in all honesty, it's exciting because we've actually been asking for this or something like this for WWE to start playing, playing ball. I think it's uh, fun. I think, I think it's great. And I mean, it's not going to make us forget about all the shit they did last year, but I mean, it's going to turn the corner into, you know, and I, and I think one of the things that, you know, are still in the back of everybody's mind is that if the WWE does sell, who knows what the people that take it over are going to be willing to let to, to be convinced on doing um, in the future, whether it be working with new Japan or whatever, oh, the forbidden doors or whatever. A lot of things could change when it's not under Vince McMahon's strong, you know, stranglehold. Uh, so very interesting stuff. Uh, very interesting to see what happens on the, in the future here with this. Um, yeah, so uh, again, I'm I'm assuming based on my my Zoom timestamp that we're probably an hour in, uh, so I'm gonna have to 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 end it there for the day. But um, I do want to remind you, check out the links below. Uh, I'm gonna put all of the articles that we've worked on or uh, pulled from today in the descriptions. 
Um, also, our social media is obviously podcast kind on Twitter at Lucha Chris TV on Twitter at Patriot Pat underscore 1776 on Twitter. I'm not 100% I'm not 100% sure if JCB is sending a rant this week. I believe he is, though. So what I'm going to do is that just in case I'm going to add it to the end of this episode, if he does send it to me this week, and if he doesn't ignore what I just said. And, uh, don't, and don't and you have don't, a couple like backfilled that he already sent? Yeah, but I don't want to do that. Okay. It might be already old news and I might do that. So anyway, I have a feeling he is though, because we had a discussion last week about, uh, uh, rants and upcoming ventures of, of, uh, the sideways and time network. But so speaking of JCB always, as always jump over on Twitter at BFR pod, that's fan from ringside podcast, uh, at BFR Zach with an H at BFR bill at BFR JCB, uh, our, our big brother podcast, fucking <laughs> fantastic, hilarious. Listen uh, this week because JCB and bill were outside in, in seven degree weather. Yeah. And by the end, you could hear JCB going, <laughs> well, this is what I think is going on with it. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. It's, uh, it's a riot. They didn't have enough drinks in them to warm them up, but yeah. So make sure go check them out. Also, as always go check out our YouTube channel sideways and time network, uh, where you can see our beautiful faces. But if you're not really into YouTube and all you use is Spotify, Hey, we got Spotify video. Uh, so you mm-hmm. can always watch our podcast now directly from Spotify. All you got to do is go to sideways and time podcast on Spotify, click. I think it's probably within the last three episodes. Um, and it's all you got to do is push play. So if you just want to hear the episode, just push play. But when you push play, if you want to watch it, it pops up at the bottom, click on it. You can watch the video, the entire episode uncut, uh, which makes it a little bit more convenient for you if you're not really as much into YouTube. Um, so yeah. Hey, hey, everybody, everybody listen. Thanks for listening. And thanks for watching again this week. We appreciate it as always. Again, tell us what you think. Tell us what you hate. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you ate for breakfast. Tell us that you hate dog as much as Patrick does. D-A-W-G-G-69 on Twitter. Go ahead and go tell him to go fuck himself. And, yeah, tell uh, us what you think about the, the Forbidden Door thing. Tweet yes, us. Sure. Uh, yeah. Tweet us or, or uh, hit us up on the fucking Spotify and on the YouTube comments. Tell us what you think about what's going on with this Mickey James thing. Tell us what you think about WWE getting sued by MLW. Tell us what your fucking favorite game in 2021 was, even if it's an old game. You know, fucking... Tell us, tell us your favorite cookie recipe. Tell us, you know, what, what's your favorite pop story your mom read you. Tell us, you know, what your wallpaper in your fucking bathroom looks like, you know, just don't tell us. In fact, this is what I want everybody to take a picture of their bathroom wallpaper and tag dog in it. (laughs) I hope you guys do this. Oh man. (laughs) Even though he's like one of five listeners, so I know, hey dog, I know. Send us a picture of your own wallpaper. He's gonna do it. Yeah, he's gonna do it, and it's <laughs> gonna be. This is gonna be the picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you, dog. All right, everybody. Thanks again for watching. Thanks again for listening. On behalf of Mister Patriot Pat over here and myself, uh, good evening. And mark the fuck out. And mark the fuck out. Goddamn, I'm terrible. (laughs) Bye.